Hello, 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 and welcome back to the podcast. This is season two, episode two, Jesus and Heartbreak. Here we go. If you're new to the podcast, my name is Silas, and I'm the host here at Jesus is the God Man podcast. Uh, I am 20 years old, and I just finished my studies, and I'm about to head to Bible school, which is going to be incredible. Listen, before we get into it, I just want to encourage you. If this encourages you, if this uplifts you, and if you uh, get value out of this, make sure that you share it with your people because the chances are that if you got something out of it, they will too. And also make sure that you check the bio, uh, whatever platform you're listening on, because in the bio, there's going to be links for social media so you can stay up to date about new episodes to come and memes and everything. We're doing a lot of things on social media and it's super fun. So come be a part of the community and don't just listen in. I'm so excited about this episode and it's going to be awesome. So let's get into it. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Jesus and heartbreak is the topic that we're discussing today. And uh, I really look forward to this episode. I'm also kind of nervous because this is probably the most vulnerable episode that we've done so far. And on top of that, we're actually releasing some additional resources on top of this podcast episode on heartbreak. And that is a devotional Bible plan, a seven-day devotional Bible plan on Jesus and heartbreak, where I share some of my experiences and who Jesus has been for me, who has shown me to be, and some some tips and trick, some tips and tricks about how to get through heartbreak. Because as we're going to be talking about in a second, heartbreak is a serious thing, and it's it's hard. It's really hard, and it's yeah, we're going to get into it. So the thing is, go. In the bio, there's a link to a link tree. There's a lot of links in this sentence, but let's go. There's a link to a link tree uh, that has a link to a downloadable PDF file, which is the uh, devotional on Jesus and Heartbreak. So go download that right away so you have it. And then I'll just encourage you, if you have friends who are going through heartbreak, send this to them uh, so that they can... Um, connect with Jesus, you know, come on, that's what we're here for. It's to connect with Jesus. And if you're going through heartbreak, obviously go download it for yourself. Uh, I've spent so many hours writing it and really thinking it through about, um, you know, make, making sure that this is centered on Jesus. And I'm telling you, it's awesome. So go check that out. But I just want to tell you from the beginning who this episode is for. Uh, the most obvious thing is if you're going through heartbreak, this is very specifically targeted to you. This podcast, I really hope that it will uplift you and encourage you and that you'll feel more connected to Jesus who desires to connect with you. And uh, we, you know, if you are going through heartbreak, you know how hopeless it can feel. So I really pray and believe that you will feel more hopeful when this episode is at its end. And lastly, that you will actually feel okay with not being okay. That is something that I'm really passionate about, that we can create a space where there's room to not be okay. And that's okay. That's actually accepted and even looked up upon instead of looked down upon. You know, we live in a culture and society today that is so focused on working harder and doing better. And there's so many, um, what's it called, um, expectations on us that we have to live up to. But I'm telling you, it's okay to not be okay. And other than that, this is also an episode that is uh, targeted to people who know someone who's going through heartbreak because as friends to people who are going through heartbreak, it is uh, also really nice to know uh, and kind of get into that situation, feel empathy. Like that can be a hard thing. So I, I'm hoping that this will also help you uh, as a friend to someone who's going through heartbreak be a, a better friend, I guess. Not that you're not a good friend, but just a better friend. Come on. We're about growth here. Let's go. Okay. 
So here are some bullet points to what we're going to be going over. First, I'm going to share my own story, and then I want to share what I've experienced that Jesus desires for us in heartbreak, because Jesus actually has desires for us in heartbreak, and we're going to talk more about that in a second. And then we're going to talk about what does healing look like. And um, last but not least, before we end off with a prayer where we're going to be praying for healing and just inviting Jesus into heartbreak, uh, maybe for the first time if, for you, uh, or we're just going to do it again because we want Jesus in our lives. Come on, that's what we're about on this podcast. We believe that he is the answer, and uh, I believe that personally. If you don't, you still belong here. I want you to know that. We don't have to agree on everything. You belong in this space. Okay, uh, but before we do that prayer, we're also just going to be talking about how do we move on and not get stuck in the past. So if we start off with my story, uh, I if you've heard this podcast before, you know that I really like to start off with definitions. I love definitions. So of course, I went and Googled the definition of heartbreak. And the definition of heartbreak is great sadness or disappointment. It can also be crushing grief, anguish, or distress. Let's be real, though. If you've gone through heartbreak or you're going through heartbreak, we all know these words are not even close to describing what you feel when you're heartbroken. And I honestly can't explain the feeling of heartbreak. It's such a deep, com complex feeling uh, that's like a mix of 100 different emotions at the same time. It's, it's hard to kind of put words to, um, but it's a really serious thing. And the first time I felt or experienced this feeling was at the beginning of COVID in March 2020. That's when it hit Denmark, where I'm from and where I live. Uh, and back then, I was dramatically and head over heels in love with a girl. Um, I also just want to state from the beginning, I'm not going to go into too many details for privacy reasons uh, for you know the other people because in a relationship, there's two people, funnily enough. And I want to expect their uh, or I want to expect I want to respect their privacy. So back then in uh, at the beginning of COVID in March 2020, I was head over heels in love with a girl. And we weren't actually in a relationship per se, uh, but we were very close and went on a few dates. Uh, and then for some private reasons, she ended up, uh, she ended things off and we broke off contact like in an instant, basically. Uh, and the reason for that was I was simply too much in love with her to be, be friends with her. Um, so this was the first time that I felt the empty void of darkness, as I like to describe heartbreak. That's kind of like my way of, way of viewing it. I think all of us who have gone through or are going through heartbreak views it in, you know, with our own images in our mind. And the way I see it is it's like this empty void darkness or this this almost like ball, you know, the the, the, the balls like the cats play with, you know, where there's like filtered and, and a bunch of strings. That's kind of how I imagine it in like my stomach. Uh, but maybe that's me. I don't know. Maybe you, you know see it another way that's totally fair um but this heartbreak and this this is the first time that i that i went through heartbreak it took me i think just about one and a half years to get over her and move on and i remember the first three months to have been the worst they were the worst i literally was feeling like i was going to die and in fact it even led me to being diagnosed with a minor depression that i fought against for a couple of months with both therapy and friends and a lot of different stuff a lot of effort was put into that and then I was incredibly blessed to have these friends who came alongside me from the beginning. Actually, uh, one of my uh, one of my close friends, and we're still friends to this day. He actually called me up. We actually weren't that close back then, but he called me up as one of the first people before anyone else noticed how I was doing. And uh, he just came alongside me and made that decision. So I've been really blessed with that. 
but not only that, they also took time and energy to listen to me. Because one thing is is you know coming along and praying for it for someone. Another thing is is listening actively. Um, so I was really blessed. Maybe you weren't, and if you weren't, I'm sorry. But I want you to know, here at Jesus is the Godman podcast, I believe that Jesus is the answer to heartbreak. He is the answer. He is the ultimate solution to life. Um, but I want to share two testimonies, one from each of my heartbreaks, because I really believe that that uh, is something that we should do. And even in the toughest of times, there's good things to take away from it. All right. So if you've gone through heartbreak or are going through heartbreak, you probably know by now that healing from heartbreak is a process and not a one-time thing, as much as that sucks. Uh, And while this is true, God also showed me that he could actually heal our hearts in literally one second. He could snap his fingers and boom, it would be healed. But he desires for more than just, quote, just, air quote, just. You can't see it because there's no video, but I'm air quoting just. So he desires for more than, quote, just healing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that God does not want to heal you. He absolutely does. I want you to know that. I want you to hear that God wants to heal you. But he also desires that this season of heartbreak is a season where you and him will be closer like never before and where you will learn and experience the daily strength and comfort that he gives. Ultimately, he desires to have a relationship with you and use this heartbreak to strengthen that relationship. That is why Jesus came, so that you and him could have a relationship, a real relationship, um, like friends, you know, and like a father to a son or a father to a daughter. So enough of that. Here is my story. In the middle of the summer of 2020, uh, I spent a lot of time at different conferences uh, that were online because of the pandemic. So, you know, that was how it was back then. I actually kind of miss it to this day. Uh, I know this is a sidetrack, but if you ever went to a a conference, like even the online ones, they're super cool. So if you have a chance to do that to this day, do it. It's awesome. But I remember I went to one conference and to be completely frank with you, I forgot the name of it, but I know that it was a youth conference. It was a youth Christian conference in the U.S., and I live in Denmark, so the conference uh, time was in the middle of the night for me. I would sit up at, I think it was 3 a.m. probably, and uh, at the time, I was staying at my grandparents' place, and I had my PC set up in the basement. Uh, So at 3 a.m., the conference evening session would start, and I think I asked God that night to heal my heart. I asked him, would you just heal my heart and and, and to encounter me, to have an encounter? I just wished to have an encounter with him, uh, and I wanted a real authentic encounter with him. So that is actually exactly what happened. And it's incredibly powerful. I have a hard time explaining it, but I'm going to try. So halfway through worship, uh, they actually stopped. They just they just cut off the set list. They stopped and, uh, and just started praying. And what they started praying for exactly was actually people who were going through heartbreak. I didn't see this coming, so I was really, I started crying immediately. <laughs> and um, I knew like something is about to happen. God is about to do something. And I was incredibly emotional, you know, crying all over the place. And I was hurting a lot uh, as this was, you know, some of the first few months of, um, you know, me going through this heartbreak. Um, so I started to cry. And I just remember telling God, like, please do something in me tonight. And a few moments after that, uh, they finished praying. And then this song came on that I still have on my playlist this day. It's it's an incredibly uh, song about God healing, actually, and God being a healer. And it's called Hand of God from Free Chapel Music, if you want to check it out. I don't remember exactly when, but at some point during the song, I literally broke down crying. I wasn't just crying. I was like, I was weeping, and I fell to my knees just crying. Like, my knees just, my legs, knees, everything, it just, I I lost strength completely. And I just fell to the ground and wept. 
I remember so vividly hitting the floor and feeling an actual hand, and it wasn't my own. They were on the ground. Um, but I, I was feeling an actual hand on my heart and a feeling of fire just rushed into my heart. And it was like my heart just got filled up with the craziest and most passionate kind of love. Like that's the best way I can explain it. It was the kind of love that like no other human could possibly give. It was supernatural and surreal almost. Um, and I remember I just I just sat there on my knees, uh, on the ground, really cold as well, still crying with my knees to the ground and my hands lifted uh, towards God and just telling God, thank you, thank you. Um, and from that day forward, my my heart just felt so much lighter. It was it was honestly crazier and crazier. It was crazy, and I just felt a lot more peace. And I just knew that it was it was healed. It wasn't completely healed, but it was it was healed. And it was like God was just showing me, hey, He can heal our hearts in one second, but He desires for more, as I said earlier. But He can absolutely heal your heart in one second. And it was just, I just got my eyes open to how incredibly awesome and and majestic that that God is, you know. Um, so I'm absolutely convicted that Jesus could easily heal my heart and He could heal your heart in an instant. But He wanted to use it to grow my relationship with Him. So that was the story and testimony for my first heartbreak. And now I want to talk a little bit about my second heartbreak. And this is actually um, why I was kind of nervous for today, because the truth is um, I'm going through heartbreak right now. It's something that I'm in the middle of, something that I'm still feeling a lot and uh, and struggling with, I guess you can say. And it was much more recent as I'm still going through it. Um, it is some time ago that the breakup actually happened, but I'm still going through it today. And it's something that I'm still healing from. My, my first heartbreak, I was broken up with. Um, so I wasn't the one that, that actually broke up with the person and I had to learn to forgive her. And I also got a lot better at forgiving others, uh, through that. And that's something that God really worked on me. Uh, but the one that I'm going through now, I was the one who broke things off and it actually, let's just say that it was a very, very bad breakup. And I think the biggest difference and difficulty I've experienced in this heartbreak so far compared to the other one is actually having to forgive myself. To forgive myself is, you know, forgiving yourself is something that that is, it is like forgiving others, but also so different at the same time. And the truth is, I've never been more humbled in my life before than I am probably now. I've never been more aware of my brokenness as a human being. Uh, because when I ended up things off with my now ex-girlfriend, I did it in the worst possible way at the worst possible time uh, over FaceTime. And she was going through a really hard time. I'm not going to, you know, talk more about that. But it was just... It was the worst, absolutely the worst. The communication I brought to it was absolutely not loving, but incredibly harsh, and I just snapped. So overall, it was just a terrible, terrible, terrible breakup. Um, and to this day, I still find myself feeling ashamed, and I still find myself feeling guilty and and just a, a lot of shame at, at myself and my actions. Um, and it, it's been months, honestly, by now, of constantly having to forgive myself, of constantly having to make the decision that, that's in the past now. I can't change it, but I'm going to choose to forgive myself. Um, and and it's just been a like a battle and a struggle to also just dive into the Word of God to rediscover my identity. Uh, that's really been something that that He's been working on and is working on in me now. Uh, because from that breakup, I was really left with a confusement, if that's a word, of of, of who I was. I I was left with this. Um, this big question, like, wait, who am I even when I can do such a thing? Like, I started seeing myself in this, like, as this messed up evil person. 
because of my actions and how I broke things off. Uh, or in other words, you can say that I started defining myself from my actions and not what God says about me or said about me. Uh, here's the awesome thing, though. Uh, this breakup for me really became an opportunity to reset and rediscover my, identi my identity in Jesus and rediscover who, who God created me to be. I've rediscovered his forgiveness for me, and from his forgiveness, I'm learning to forgive myself by the day, by the second, by the minute, by the moment, um, and just to let go of the past and my past mistakes and love myself even for my brokenness. Because here's something that I've learned. God doesn't just love us, love us despite our brokenness. He actually loves us also because of it. He loves our brokenness. He wants it. He hungers for our brokenness. He hungers for us to come to him and share, I'm messed up. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with this. Um, you know, whatever it may be, heartbreak, uh, porn, sex, addiction, whatever it is, you know, he he actually hungers for our brokenness. And uh, while I can still feel guilty and ashamed of my actions from back then, God continually reminds me through friends and his word that I'm forgiven once and for all. When Jesus died on the cross and I... Um, you know, accepted him into my life, that was a once and for all forgiveness for past, present, and future sins. And while shame and guilt can feel and seem big, no one is greater and bigger than Jesus. He is the greatest. He is the answer. He is the, you know, the all-powerful one, the almighty God. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of the earth and the sea, and the one who knew no sin, but became sin so that we might have right relationship with God and experience full and complete forgiveness. So that's something I'm going through now, and I'm still uh, learning to accept, you know, God's forgiveness, and from that, learning to forgive myself. And it's it's a process. It's a journey. It really is. And that's also another thing, side note, to heartbreak. Uh, I think I also mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it, it is a journey, and that's okay. It sucks because we like to, you know, have things now and not, you know, later. Uh, we are very impatient in today's culture and society, but Heartbreak's a process, and we just, I think the, the sooner we accept that, the easier it will be going forward. So that was a little bit on my story, and uh, now I just want to talk a little bit about what does Jesus desire for us in heartbreak, because I've, I've been thinking a lot about it, and uh, just been thinking about my journey with, with Jesus specifically in heartbreak, you know. Number one, uh, Jesus desires to come alongside us and be with us, to just be with us. He desires to be your closest friend. Like, think of your closest friend right now, and then think of someone who's even closer. That would be Jesus, if that's even possible. I don't know what your friendships look like. Uh, I have some incredibly awesome close friends. Shout out to you guys and, and girls. But Jesus wants to be your closest friend. He, he, he wants to intimately know you and to be in life union with you, I guess you can say. And he's the one who won't ever leave you, even if everyone else does. He will never leave you. He wants to sit with you on the nights where all you can do is just cry. Actually, I, I didn't plan to say this, but I actually remember the last time I talked with my, um, I guess you can't even call it ex, but the, the, you know, the first time I was in love and experienced heartbreak, uh, I remember the last time I talked with that girl, I was at my grandparents as well. And uh, I remember just breaking down after talking with her on the phone. And I would just sit, I couldn't move. I was paralyzed by the pain that I was feeling inside. And I remember... That my grandparent or my grandma came down and she just lay next to me and and hugged me. Really, um, Jesus wants to be that for you. He wants to come alongside you. He wants to sit with you. He wants to, you know, wipe your tears away and just just be with you. Be that close, close friend. He doesn't want to shame you for your feelings, but he wants to come along and help you process them in a healthy way. 
And for me, one of the ways that Jesus helped me do this was through friends. And other times it's been through prayer and just pouring out my heart to him. Um, can I get an amen? <laughs> Everyone said amen. I'm the only one sitting here. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> a third way that I really felt God's presence as well is um, is actually through mu- worship music. I don't know if you're into worship music. I'm a massive fan of worship uh, music uh, or the platform of music. Uh, worship is so much more than music, but we're not going to get into all that. And I can't tell you how many nights I have sat in my room and just listened to worship, just listened and just been in the presence of God. And for me, that's been a, a a really cool way to connect with God without necessarily having to say a lot, because sometimes we have a lot in our hearts. And sometimes let's be real, like we, we don't really know what to tell him. And we're just kind of like, okay, how do we spend time with him? You know, for me, Worship has been one of the ways that that's been uh, that's been possible for me to just sit with God and not necessarily having to say a lot. Um, and the other thing I really want to emphasize for you today that Jesus desires for you going through heartbreak is that Jesus desires to heal your heart. I, and I said this earlier, but I just want to really emphasize this for you. And I have two Bible verses that I brought uh, that that says that. And the first one is Isaiah sixty one one, and this is talking about Jesus. So the spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, me is Jesus, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom from the for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Jesus was literally sent to bind up the brokenhearted. How cool is that? And the second uh, Bible verse is Psalm 147, verse 3, that says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. I want you to know that Jesus doesn't just want to want to heal your heart, but it's it's what he does. It's not He desires, first of all, to heal your heart, but he also does it. It's him. He is the answer again. I know that we keep coming back to that, but that's really something I strongly believe. And while heartbreak is a process, which sucks, He will heal your heart because it's literally one of his characteristics and he cannot go away from who he is. He acts accordingly to his character. That's that's what he does and what we don't sometimes, which is really cool about God. The third thing that Jesus desires for you in heartbreak is that he desires for you to have a future. I've definitely found out that heartbreak has a way of making you believe that there is no future. It has a time-stopping effect almost. But I want you to know that Jesus wants you to have a future. He desires for you to have a life and life to the fullest, like actually life to the fullest. And he desires for you to eventually let go of the hurt and heartbreak and rejoice. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a time to grieve. There's a time to miss the person like crazy. There's a time to cry and all these things. But there's also a time to forgive. There's also a time to let go. There's also a time to move forward. And if you want to sum up of basically everything that we've just talked about, I would say that heartbreak is an opportunity to draw close to Jesus and partner with him in healing now and life going forward. So what does healing actually look like? Because we can talk about Jesus wants to heal you and he does heal you, but what does it actually look like? And I've, I've written down a, a few things that I want to go over. It's Overall, it's four things. So the first thing is community and communion or communion and community. And these two are incredibly crucial to heal healthy. I've already talked a little bit about community and friends and the power and impact of friends, but I want to talk about communion. And if you're a Christian, um, which by the way, if you're not, you're so welcome to listen to this podcast. You don't have to be a Christian to listen in. Um, But if, if you are a Christian, when you hear the word communion, what you probably are thinking about 
is the church practice of taking some bread and drinking some wine, but that's actually not the communion that I'm talking about. When I say communion, what I mean is spending quality time with Jesus, spending quality time with Jesus, just like Jesus did with his disciples at the Last Supper, where he actually instated the church practice that we know today as communion. I don't know how you best spend quality time with Jesus, but I want you to know that he desires to spend time with you. He desires to spend time with you. He yearns and hungers for a moment with you and your full attention. And when we give him that, he has the tendency to do some really cool things on the inside of us. He has actually, the. I'll even go as far to say that he has the tendency of slowly healing and binding up the wounds uh, that has come from your heartbreak. And I just wrote down a few ideas to share with you of how you could spend some quality time with him. Because one thing is saying, hey, spend time with Jesus. And you might be like, how do I even do that? Well, it could look like just reading your Bible. It could also look like listening to the Bible. Hello, today we have audio Bible. That's awesome. Uh, I actually don't really do it. But if you do it, that's a way to spend time with him. Another one is going for a walk with some worship music in your ears. Another one is, is just praying, just talking to God. That's all praying really is. Uh, another one that I also thought about is watch watch a Christian movie or show and just invite God into that. Um, now, again, these are just ideas and not a list of to-dos. So think of something, maybe take five minutes later today after you've listened to this uh, podcast episode and just think about how can I spend time with Jesus? How can I spend some quality time with Jesus where he has my full attention? The second thing that is also very important to healing healthy is community. And the truth is we were created for community. We were created for relationship with, first of all, God and then people. And while heartbreak can make us want to lay in bed and watch Netflix all day, we need people. We need friends. And I just want to tell you, if you haven't listened into the episode where we talk about friendships and Jesus uh, with Simon and Helene, go do that. It's in season one and it's incredible and will really give you a lot of tips and awesome things about friendships and what Jesus uh, plays part in that. Now, what we got to watch out is that we won't get isolated because it is when we're isolated, we are most vulnerable to attacks from the devil. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing he would rather do than get you stuck in your heartbreak. And we're going to talk some more about that. But here's a practical question for you. Who is your big three? Who is your closest friends and how can you spend time with them this week? The next thing about healing and what does healing look like that I want to talk about is solitude versus isolation. And I want to go a little bit in depth about this whole isolation thing that I just mentioned before, because isolation is dangerous, but solitude can be really helpful. And some of you may think that's the same thing. I don't see it as the same thing. And from what I've researched from, it's not the same thing. So I like to look at isolation as a state of continual loneliness, or in other words, being alone for longer than what is healthy. And on the other hand, solitude, I see as a positive tool in heartbreak to get some alone time. So in other words, watch out for isolation, but prioritize solitude. Every one of us, whether you are an extrovert or introvert, need some alone time. We all need alone time. We all need some me time, as I like to call it. And all I want to encourage you to do in that alone time or time of solitude, if you will, is use it wisely. Use it wisely. While Netflix can actually be good and healthy, uh, it can also turn unhealthy. It can be too much. I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person that will find a show and I will binge watch it until I'm done. Like I will do nothing else with my life until I'm done with it. Uh, don't be like me. <laughs> so here's a challenge for you that I also gave myself back in the day. When you choose to take time of solitude, when you choose to take some alone time, not isolate yourself, but when you choose to take some alone time, make the decision to at least spend five to 10 minutes with Jesus 
then you are always certain to get some healing and real rest out of your solitude. The last thing, or sorry, the second last thing I want to talk about uh, before we head into what does moving on look like is forgiveness. We can't talk about heartbreak without talking about forgiveness. It is such a key element to heartbreak and to healing and moving on. And uh, I've already shared with you a little bit about my story and learning to forgive, but I can't stress this enough. What I've experienced uh, and from people I've talked with, I really believe forgiveness is the biggest key, like literally the biggest key to healing from heartbreak. So many of us go through heartbreak and we don't even notice it, but because we don't forgive either ourselves or the other person, anger becomes greater. And before you know it, you turn into a bitter person. We need to forgive. How do we do that though? How do we do that? And as much as I would love it to be, the annoying truth is that forgiveness is not just a one-time event where you say, I forgive you, and all your anger and all your bitterness goes away. That's, that's unfortunately just not the reality. Forgiveness takes time. And with continual acts of forgiveness, whether that means saying it out loud to yourself or doing something else, with time, forgiveness takes hold of you and your bitterness. And the biggest and best advice I can give when it comes to forgiveness is learn to swim and embrace Jesus' forgiveness for you. So learn to swim in the forgiveness of Jesus. Learn to just embrace it like crazy. Hold on to it because it is from his forgiveness that that it becomes so much easier to forgive others. So maybe you're not a Christian and you're like, well, what does that even mean to, to embrace Jesus' forgiveness? Why don't you just start by asking him for it? If you've never asked for Jesus to forgive you, or if you've never asked him to, to help you forgive others, why don't you just start, Jesus, can you help me forgive this person? Or Jesus, help me forgive myself and show me what your forgiveness looks like. And then I really believe that he will do that. He will reveal it to you, reveal it to you that, that you are forgiven more than you could ever imagine. Um so that was a little bit on forgiveness. The last thing I want to talk about when it comes to healing is time. And um, heartbreak sucks a lot. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, it's absolutely awful. And all the parts of you just wants to run away from it, at, you know, as far away from it as possible. Uh, unfortunately, we can't do that. We have to face it. That is the way to go through it. We can't go around it or we can, but then I'm I'm pretty convinced that we will never truly... Um, we will, know, we will never truly be released from the bitterness that will come because if we choose to go around it and not face our heartbreak and not face the problem or whatever you want to call it, uh, we're going to get bitter and we're not going to heal healthy. Jesus desires for you to heal healthy. He doesn't just desire for you to go through it. He desires for you to help heal healthy. So your heartbreak is going to take time. And it hurts me to say that because I've been going through it and you know, or I've been through it and I'm going through it now. And it sucks. It does. But I promise you that one day you will you will get through it. One day we will get through it. And I actually don't have a lot to say about this part when it comes to time. Other than the best way to go about it is to accept that it's going to take time. It's just to accept, okay, this is going to take time. And I'm just going to allow it to take time in my life. Uh, and I want to read a Bible verse for you before we continue. Um, and that is Matthew 11, 28 to 30. And in the message translation, it says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll re recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. 
Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You can't live in tomorrow. You can only live today. But what you can do today is that you can be with Jesus where you're at. So do that. Just be with him. Take one day, one minute, and one moment at a time. Now, we've talked a lot about some tips and tricks and different stuff, but I just want to end off this little healing uh, part of the, the podcast and say that, that ultimately Jesus is the healer. Ch- tips and tricks are great, but Jesus is the healer. He is the answer. And um, for some of you, what you actually need to do and the step that you need to take after this is just say, Jesus, be my healer. Show me what that means. Help me come alongside. Help me, help me, help me and be my healer moving forward. We're going to talk about moving forward. And uh, moving forward is a place that every single one of us will come to at some point in this season of heartbreak. And it is a necessary step to not getting stuck in heartbreak and basically living your best life with Jesus. And I want to start off this section with saying that if you're sitting with thoughts like, I don't feel like moving forward. I don't want to let that person go. I get it. I I really do. I've been there. And in fact, I think I'm, I think that's where I'm at, I'm at, at the you know, my point of heartbreak right now. And what God has been speaking to me about when it comes to this is choosing to to put the person aside, but not letting go. So kind of just putting them like, okay, we're just going to not focus on letting go quite yet, but we're just going to put it aside. We're going to trust that God knows and understands the difficulty of letting a person go and moving forward. He actually understands you. He's not rushing you in, in heaven, ready with a whip if you aren't fast enough, but he's patient with you more than you can never ever know. But okay, what does it mean to put the person aside and not letting them go? I have been, and I am at that spot, as I said, where I'm, I'm simply not ready to let the person go entirely. Uh, but what I can do to make sure that I don't get stuck is actually quite simple. Keep living life with Jesus. Keep following him. Keep loving people and all these things. So to put the person aside means actively surrendering the person to Jesus and saying, I trust you with my heartbreak. I trust that you have a good plan for me, God. May your will be done in my life, and I choose to focus on you and what you have for me now. And at some point and with time, you will get to the point where you're able to let go. That's what I've experienced before, and that's what I hope to experience again, and I believe that I will, uh, because letting someone go is is really, really hard, and God knows that. But we're going to get there. We're going to get there. So that was for those of you who felt like you're not ready to move on yet. But I also want to talk to those of you who are ready to move on, who are feeling like, okay, I'm I'm ready. And I think when it comes to moving on, we make it more complicated than it actually has to be. And the reason for that is because we want to do it quick, right? We want to move on quick. We want to get on with our lives and and, and be joyful, you know? But it takes time. Moving on takes time. And in my past heartbreak, the way I found it to be or the way I found to be very beneficial was to say out lie out 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 lie <laughs> out loud when I was reminded of the person that I let go of blank and I trust you Jesus help me to see what you have for me now basically turning it into a prayer in that way we also invite Jesus into the process and when he's a part of it it's it's always better you know it's always better and another key thing to moving on and that this may sound weird, but it's actually just to celebrate life. Celebrate life. Have fun. Enjoy life. See friends. You know, go to the movies. Go, uh, I don't know, to a swim park. <laughs> I don't know. Just have fun. Enjoy life. Because it's it, life is a gift that we've been given. And we're also allowing ourselves bit by bit to move on if we enjoy life. So have fun. See friends. Go on trips. Game. Laugh. Whatever you like to do. Be joyful. 
So, okay, that was the part on moving forward. And I want to end off this episode by just praying for you. Praying for you if you uh, are going through heartbreak. And um, I really believe that there's so much power in prayer. There's so much power when we stand together and we talk to to God together. Um, I really believe that that can really do something. So if you're up for this, then, uh, you know, stay in. And if you're not, then you can, uh, you know, go listen to this music or whatever you're going to do. Go about your day. Um, but if you're going through heartbreak, I just want to invite you to right now uh, just get in a posture of receiving from from Jesus. And I believe that he's going to he's going to speak to you. He's going to do something in your heart. So let's pray. Jesus, I thank you so much for your grace. I thank you so much that you're with us. I thank you that you see us in a heartbreak. You uh, you don't just rush us through it, but you're patient with us. Thank you that you understand us, that you know what it is to lose someone. And you uh, you sit with us as we cry. You sit with us as we are happy and, and doing good and enjoying life. And I pray that you will help us in where we're at in our journey right now. Help every single individual person. I thank you that you see them. Uh, where they are, and I just pray that you give them what they need, Jesus. Give them what they need. I pray for healing, for a literal touch of healing from you, Jesus. We know that you are the healer. You are the answer. You are the incredible God, and I pray that you will heal every single person who is listening to this episode. I pray that you will give them a sense of your power as you touch their heart right now and ultimately heal them going forward. I pray for a touch, Jesus, a touch of your healing hand, in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you that you have a future full of hope, full of life for us. And I pray that you help us move on when the time is right. Guide us, Holy Spirit, be our guide and our advocate and our our helper. And I thank you that you're going to do that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for listening into this heartbreak episode uh, about Jesus and heartbreak. If you uh, were encouraged, I, uh, I'm so happy for you, first of all. And again, I just want to encourage you to share this with your friends. And another thing, remember in the bio, there's a link to the Bible devotional plan that you can go download. And then, you know, for the next seven days, I just want to encourage you, if you're going through heartbreak, read this Bible plan. Spend, you know, five to ten minutes every day. It shouldn't take longer than that uh, with Jesus. Just spend time with Jesus. And I believe that it's going to really help you in your journey uh, as it has also helped me. I hope you have a phenomenal day. And uh, soon we're going to get some more episodes coming out. I am uh, actually planning on you know, recording an episode in a couple of days or more. So that's going to be out in a couple of weeks, hopefully. But I hope you have a phenomenal day, phenomenal week, and uh, you are awesome. Jesus loves you. And peace out from me.